Uh, hello? You're still playing that game? Oh man, it looks like you're in a game days. Yeah, I- I'm getting you Blocks blue light glasses from Zenny. Okay, okay, I'm pausing it. Um, what are Blocks? Well, Blocks glasses help protect your eyes against blue light from digital devices. Sounds like Blocks will let me play longer. Ugh. Add Blocks to any Zenny frame for stylish all-day protection from harmful blue light. Get a complete pair of prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. And get back to gaming. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. The Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio. Star Cable, and Exxon TV. If you'd like to uh, send us an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this first hour of tonight's show is Brian David Anderson. We're going to be continuing our conversation that we started with Brian, on November the 22nd, uh, the anniversary of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, we're talking about Brian's book entitled, My God, I'm Hit. And uh, the website for that information is www.mygodimhit.com. And Brian, welcome back. Great talking to you, buddy. Oh, very good. Good to be back. Um, Brian, why don't you give us a synopsis on uh, your book, My God, I'm Hit, uh, because I'm sure there's people who have been joining us over this uh, past couple of weeks since you were last on with us who were probably saying, hmm, what's that all about? Well, the uh, the title of the book is called, again, My God, I'm Hit, and that is based upon a statement made by Roy Kellerman. He mm-hmm. was the Secret Service agent sitting in the passenger seat of the 10X, and that 10X was considered, that was the Secret Service code word, per se, for JFK's limousine. And so he's sitting in the passenger seat. The first shot goes off, and he turns to his left, and he, uh, he hears JFK shout, my God, I'm hit. 
and that's where the title of the book comes from. And so he turns to his left. According to the FBI report uh, and the the agent who wrote up the report, mm-hmm. he then hears Kennedy uh, say, my God, I'm hit. Then what's fascinating is that he sees uh, JFK with his left hand reaching to a point on his right shoulder. And in the FBI report, he says nothing about JFK grabbing for his throat. And, of course, that's the major uh, premise of the Zapruder film is that you see JFK grabbing for the throat. But when you really break that down, it almost, his arms almost look deformed like JFK was, had some sort of deformity. So it looks like the, the Zapruder film uh, from beginning to end was very much a manipulation. Uh, none of the eyewitness, uh, eyewitnesses on Elm Street saw JFK grab for his throat. Uh, Roy Kellerman did not see that. Not even even Zapruder himself did not see JFK grab for his throat. So it's, mm. it's, uh, we have a lot of anomalies here. What the, again, what this all basis is and the bottom line is that what occurred in Dallas basically was mostly theater. And what occurred then was a, actually a abdication by fake assassination. There was somebody that did die in Dallas that day, but it was not JFK. What I felt is that all the evidence points towards is that there was a replacement type of person. Most likely he was duped into thinking that this was some sort of just an exercise and that that they were going to do a body switch, and he was not told it was real. So he is now in a compartment in the, the JFK limousine. Another person is there with him. He then shoots the replacement body first in the throat with a small caliber pistol to silence him, and that's where the throat wound comes from. And then... All right, Brian, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. When we come back, uh, something very interesting that we found out during an investigation uh, that we did, uh, including interviews that were conducted with Clint Hill, Jerry Blaine, Wynn Lawson, Toby Chandler, uh, let me see, Paul Landis, David Grant, Tom Wells, and Kellerman, all part of the presidential detail that fateful day, November 22nd. In Dallas, the day that President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. 
But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Exonation Brian David Anderson is our guest. He's the author of My God, I'm Hit. His website is www.mygodimhit.com. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry I had to cut you off there, pal, but we had to take that commercial break. So uh, why don't you continue I'll just finish up real quick sure. here yeah. again because you asked about the, the yeah. kind of synopsis of the book. And so then the uh, there was a, uh, a replacement victim in the trunk uh, probably duped there saying they were going to do some sort of body switch and this was just going to be an exercise. He did not know that he was going to be the victim. Uh, who that person was, uh, I, I have no idea, but there was a person most likely had very similar type of characteristics to JFK. He's shot in the throat first by a low co- caliber bullet at point blank range. Then he's shot with a 45 uh, caliber pistol at close range and that's why it's just a massive type of wound. And uh, so now that they're between Elm Street and then uh, Parkland Hospital, there is a body switch. And again, there's all sorts of blood patterns uh, that are taken by pictures by the FBI that we go into in the book and analyze these pictures that the only way that these bloodstains could have occurred is if there was a body switch. Mm. Now, we also go to the the fact, and we were talking just a bit off camera here, is that one of the premises also of My God, I've Hit the Book is that there is a lot of contradictory statements made by uh, especially Secret Service agents. And what My God, I'm Hit is to do is to go through this minefield, and I mean it's a real minefield, of one that the, uh, the FBI, when the Secret Service were either telling the truth or when they were lying. There is no doubt that Roy Kellerman, who heard the, the, the president shout, My God, I'm Hit, he lied to someone. 
two days after the uh, uh, Ho events, he gives a statement to the mm-hmm. FBI. He says nothing about uh, JFK grabbing for his throat. He says he grabs with his right left hand to his right shoulder. That's what he told the FBI. Now, the Spruder film comes out. They've manipulated it so the arms are there. So basically, I, I'm sure that there was all sorts of pressure put on him when he goes up to the Warren Commission and then he makes other statements to CBS and now, other now, th- this is this is all speculation. What's that now? What you're saying about the, uh, you know, the, Tom, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Agent Kellerman. Uh, Kellerman. The, 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 what's fact is that he told the FBI one thing, mm-hmm. and what he told the, the Warren Commission is totally something different. So he either lied to the FBI or he lied to the Warren Commission. So now what we need to do here is when, when, a, when the Secret Service makes a statement like this, is there any sort of cooperation? The cooperation then, for especially for Kellerman, comes one, from one key eyewitness who was standing less than 15 feet away from JFK when the first shot was fired. Her name was June Dishong. June then, within minutes after she sees all of the events occur, mm-hmm. she goes and writes in her diary uh, everything that she saw. That diary stayed uh, locked away until her death in 1998. Then the family released it. And now it's in the Sixth Floor Museum, and you can see copies of it. What she states and what her diary entries are, she says nothing about JFK grabbing for his throat. And the statements she makes literally Mm -hmm. almost fit hand in glove. I mean they corroborate totally what Kellerman said to the FBI. None of her statements have anything to do with, and they are totally opposite of what the statements he makes to the Warren Commission. Uh, All right, let me ask you this. How do we know for a fact that she actually wrote in her diary the very time when President Kennedy was assassinated. How do we know she was really there? She's in the Zapruder film. All right, she's in the Zapruder film. But how do we know that she actually wrote what uh, she claims? That's where, again, is that uh, according to her family... Uh, uh, this is, now, once again, this is... Here, she was once, there, once and again, basically the entry is once done... Once again, November once again, once again. This is just hearsay then because there is no actual facts or evidence to support her claims that she wrote everything down as she saw it that very minute. Uh, and then again also is that Kellerman also said one thing to the FBI and then he said why one are, thing. Why are we, that, putting so, the, why are we casting so much doubt on the, on the integrity of the United States Secret Service and taking the word of – no, I'm saying take it, we're, we're doing what we have to do then is to take then uh, uh, when a Secret Service makes a statement, mm-hmm. okay, they make their statement. Now, are they lying or are they, te- are they telling the truth? And the only way that we can know this is by other cooperation uh, eyewitness testimonies. June DeShong is one of them. Mm-hmm. Another one then is Newman who then stood 30 feet away. Then there was another – there's three key eyewitnesses. They're all around uh, the area and the statements they made also to the FBI, then June Dishong wrote in her diary, and basically they all say the same thing. So, and, the, and there was two witnesses uh, that were sitting in the fifth floor right beneath where the shooter was in the sixth floor. Their eyewitness testimony, because they had a, I mean, a bird's eye view on everything, they corroborate everything that, that Kellerman said in his FBI testimony. They totally contradict everything that was said in his, in his uh, uh, testimony to the Warren Commission. So there again is what 
the goal of this book was to take down all these statements mm -hmm. that were made by the uh, Secret Service to FBI or to Warren Commission, and then how could we cooperate? How could we then find out what was true, what was not true? Another real classic one of this, of which you have to be very careful of what, the, and not only the Secret Service, mm -hmm. but this also has to do with Jackie Kennedy. When they when the uh, the limousine arrives into Parkland Hospital, yeah. Now she writes an article that was ghostwritten by uh, Theodore White. It appeared in Life magazine, mm -hmm. and she was the one that started this whole thing. And she said that uh, that Secret Service agent Clinton Hill took off his jacket. Mm -hmm. and put it over the head yep. and then came through uh, the entrance of Parkland Hospital. Yes. Now, there, there is a real major problem with that. There was a person then by the name of Al Reich. Yep. He was an uh, ambulance driver. Mm -hmm. He is standing now less than 10 feet away from the front doors. Everybody is rolling in totally. Right. And he now is basically has a photographic type of memory. He's not interviewed by the Warren Commission. He writes a book. Uh, he's now deceased, but he wrote a book three or four years ago. It was uh, published by JFK Lancer. Yeah. And he said some very key things. And then before he died, mm -hmm. I had the ability, I had the opportunity to interview him for two hours because I wanted to now fill in the things that were was in his book. I wanted yes. to really drill him on that. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him, I said, at any moment, at any time uh, from the moment that you saw that, that uh, the, the victims rolling through, because they saw Johnson come through first, then he saw Conley, yeah. then he saw the next one come through. I said, did you ever see a Secret Service agent with their white shirt exposed and their gun holster and uh, 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 Secret Service like that. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I never saw anybody with their white shirt and their gun holster. And he was standing right there as it was coming through. So All right, if, now, let me ask now, you, now, 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 if, let me ask you this question then. How come Agent Lawson witnessed Clint Hill with his jacket being put over President Kennedy? And the only reason that Jackie was put over President Kennedy was because Jackie, uh, Jackie Kennedy did not want the people to see her husband in the condition that he was. And the question being is now, again, what, so Al, Reich, now what Al Reich says mm -hmm. is that when they were rolling through, and again, this is up some follow-up type of questions, yeah. and it was, it was said in his book, mm -hmm. is that the, the jacket that he saw on the head of the victim as it was rolling through, and right. why he never questioned it is because he always assumed that jacket belonged to JFK. He didn't even up to the time that, I, that we had that interview, mm -hmm. he did not realize that the Secret Service had claimed that they put their, he had put his jacket on the victim. Well, once again, and, why would two Secret let, Service agents no. lie? Uh, why, why, with, why would Agent uh, Lawson no. lie that he actually, that Lawson got there prior to the to, we're getting to that point. We're getting to that point now. Is that the reason being why they're lying and why it was so important for them to all have this? And she started off two weeks right uh -huh. after the uh, all the events and wrote this thing up in, in Life magazine. Right. Is that what Al Reich saw? Uh -huh. He was standing right there, and he said, as everything was passing by, and he just assumed that the jacket belonged to JFK. Mm -hmm. And the the thing though is that he saw the jacket with a pinstripe on it. JFK wasn't wearing a pinstripe jacket. 
the okay. uh, the, the uh, Secret Service were not wearing pinstripe jackets. How do you know? Then Al Reich also moved How, wait the Wait a sec. Body. Hold on here. Hold oh. on here. Hold on. Back up. How do you know the Secret Service wasn't wearing a pinstripe jacket? How do you know, uh, in fact, that it was a pinstripe jacket? Just because this guy says so, it's taken now, for verbatim? Like, now, that's what I'm now following, now, following up. Now, Al Reich uh. moved the body from the... Um, uh, uh, operating table into a casket. That was his job. Mm-hmm. And he picked it up and he looked at the uh, whole back first. And that also is absolutely mind-blowing mm-hmm. what he saw when he lifted up the body and then examined it because he wanted to clean it off. Then he set it back down. And then one of the key things he also said is he saw that pinstripe jacket a second time on a pile of clothes in trauma room one. So it's not mm-hmm. only just one time that he saw the jacket, yeah. but he saw it twice. All right. So, so how, do, how do we know? But once again, would, let me get, let me get, hold on here, hold on here, hold on here. How do you know that the pinstripe jacket that he alleged he saw was not the jacket of Clint Hill? Because the, if you look at all the photographs of the uh, uh, Secret Service, mm-hmm. the Secret Service do not wear pinstripe jackets. Go look at their regulations. All right. Okay. The regulations, you, they do not wear question, pinstripe. Question here. Hold JFK on. Brian, wear- Brian, it's a conversation two-way. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. The, the, question, the question is, we're ta- you know, it seems that you're taking the – one or two witnesses and building a case on that and going against a 40-man presidential detail of the United States government, the United States Secret Service. And I'm having a hard time understanding why. Uh, Again, is that uh, you have, like, again, Kellerman tells the FBI one thing and Mm -hmm. he tells the Warren Commission another. So now, as I said, there's a big minefield of truth and there's a minefield of lies. All right. So now, basically, now what we have to do is corroborate those with also uh, doctors, nurses, the same thing. I asked Dr. McClellan. Okay, we've got to take a commercial break. We'll be right back after the news. Exxon Nation, Brian David Anderson is my guest. We're talking about his book, My God, I'm Hit, www.mygodimhit. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, 
99 cents. This product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. And welcome back, everyone. Brian David Anderson is my guest. We're talking about uh, Brian's book entitled My God, I'm Hit. www.mygodiamhit.com. Um, Brian, we, we you know we're we're talking about the uh, the the assassination of President Kennedy and the controversial testimony of one of the agents of, of the United States Secret Service that was assigned to the presidential detail. Now, Exo Nation, for all of you who may not know, at that time in uh, American history, there were only forty four zero members of the United States Secret Service that were. Uh, that were detailed to the presidential detail. And uh, their responsibilities not only included the protection of President Kennedy and uh, his wife and children, but also to the other members of their family. Now, while they were, um, while the president was going around and, and visiting people, which he loved doing, um, you know, for example, if he was going from, let's say, Washington, D.C. to uh, Florida and then from Florida to Texas and then from Texas to California, secret agents, uh, special secret service agents actually go to these cities and uh, they, you know, they prepare the way they do investigations, check, uh, check and chat with the different law enforcement agencies. And uh, they, they hop from one place to the next. And, of course, this also depletes the number of agents at any one given time during the during the uh, presidential, um, when John F. Kennedy was president, he had at any given time five to seven agents around him. That day in uh, in November of 1963, going back to November the 22nd, he did not want the bubble on the top of the uh, of the uh, of the vehicle. It was uh, one of the very uh, you know he was in the vehicle with his wife in the back seat, and uh, Governor Connolly was in the front seat as well in that car. Now President Kennedy also was very well aware of the dangers he was under. He frequently talked about how easy it would be to shoot the president, and this is a quote. Somebody could take a shot from a window at me, and there was nothing anyone could do about it. Was he psychic, or was he just a realist? I have seen interviews that were conducted with the United States Secret Service agents that were assigned to the presidential detail. Clint Hill, Jerry Blaine, Wynn Lawson, Toby Chandler, Ron Pontius, Paul Landis, David Grant... Tom Wells and Kellerman, and you know what? I look at those men, I listen to the passion in their voices. They they tear up and they cried at, at various times during the interviews that I see that I was able to see because of their passion. They considered themselves to be part of the president's family. During the uh, during the missile crisis. President Kennedy said to uh, one of his Secret Service agents, he says, you know, if anything, if we go to war, if there's an attack, you're going to have to come with me. Who's going to take care of your family? Is your family ready? You know, so he was very, he was a very compassionate president. He was well-loved and well-respected by the United States Secret Service detail that, that worked with him, that protected him, and that were willing to take a bullet for him. 
during the interviews that I that I was uh, able to see with with Hill, Blaine, Lawson, Chandler, Pontius, Landis, Grant, Wells, and Kellerman, they all they all regret and wish they could have done something different going back to November the twenty second, nineteen sixty three. You know, Brian, these these guys, if this is a conspiracy, they, they you know they should be in line for some of the greatest acting awards. That is true. So now we go back and you say, okay, they looked real tear eyed. They have a, a you know how much it was sincere, how much it was an act. You don't know, but now we go to the facts. The facts were is the night before they mm-hmm. went to a club called the Cellar. Yeah. And they were drinking Everclear. They were all drunk the next day. Yeah. If you really want, if you want to get a perspective, now, now, how do no, we know? Uh, how do we know uh, that? Uh, they, how do we know that they were drunk? Uh, that that's well known. It's uh, actuality. Jack Ruby found out that they were there, and he sent over some strippers. Oh wow, Jack Ruby! Now there's a credible. Uh, there's there's a credible. No, piece no. He, of they work. sent they, the the owner. His, his name is Kirkwood, okay. and he also testified that they were all there. Jack Ruby sent over some strippers mm-hmm. and entertained them. So now we all we have that first thing that they were all in the cellar. They were pretty much drunk. If you want to also now have, find something more about the character of mm-hmm. the Secret Service and uh, what was going on, I highly recommend anyone, if they're wanting to know this, is to get the book written by Al Reich. Again, he was the ambulance driver. It was there from the day one, I mean, right when the uh-huh. stretcher rolled through. Right. And there was nobody who had more interactions with the Secret Service than Al Reich while the body was at Parkland Hospital. And if you want to get an insight into uh, the well, – it's human. I mean it's, it's both – but they're not these uh, – uh, the whole different persona is basically expressed during uh, – especially in Al Reich's book about the uh, demeanor and also the attitudes of the uh, Secret Service. It's quite different than what you're painting here, mm-hmm. right? You know, with saying that they get teary eyed and well, all that Well, you know, I, I'm just telling you what I saw. What that's I where, again, there's to. a lot more than what you just see. There's also but you know what, you Brian? I don't believe everything in life is a conspiracy. But there's also, again, what you can read in their FBI testimonies, also other people who interacted with them, not just what they were projecting on a camera. So the entire, United the, States, co- the, uni- the entire United States government, the entire United States law I'd, enforcement I'd system. I never said that. I, all I said is oh, wait a sec here. We, have, we have the contradictions. So, we have a lot so of we've got a conspiracy. And, and, so we've uh, got a conspiracy truths. at the highest levels of government. And we've got all these little people like this guy Reich and, and this other not lady. Little people. He was not a little person. He was an ambulance driver. He knew exactly what he was looking at. Uh, and again, he was never called uh, to the uh, Warren Commission. He should have been right there testified because he was right there in the thick of it. If you read his book, uh, again, if you want to say about sincerity, he just lets it all out. There's How no reason for him to make up things. Sure there, there is. No, there was, sure there, there is. No re- no, oh, no, yes, there, was, there is. Sure. No, he wrote a book. The, He's oh, making money at it. And again, Sensationalism well, if, sells. And if also, what if they want to protect their reputations that the Secret Service will oh. lie also? Does it all have to do with money? What about reputation? Are they also lying for their reputation? Why Are is... they trying to protect that? And JFK did not order his bubble off. Even the Secret Service are saying that. The, Secret, did, Service, the Secret Service 
is where I got this. He did not the bubble off. He did not. JFK he wanted. Did not to, he wanted to. He wanted to work the crowds because he was going into another election year, and he and according to the United States Secret Service, every day was a day on the campaign trail when you were with President Kennedy. And basically, again, what even the Secret Service agents them, themselves are saying that JFK did not order uh, the agents off the car, nor did they order – it wasn't him who ordered off the bubble. That was other people that were doing that. They would always put the thing on JFK who was now cannot speak for himself. But now uh, even the Secret Service, some of the agents are saying themselves that a lot of things that are coming out that they said that JFK did, mm-hmm. in actuality, he did not do. So again, it is a minefield. When, uh, how can we now put all of this truth and how much uh, lies and wake, make our way through it and find out what the reality is? And that's what I've attempted to do in the book mm-hmm. uh, and bringing in persons like Al Reich, bringing in persons like June Dishong uh, and others. June Dishong had no uh, – to make no money at all. I mean she, she just wrote in her diary and that was it. Al Reich – uh, he knew his money, his book was not going to make a whole bunch of money. And, uh, he just wanted to tell his story. And if you read his very sincere words and also the, the people that wrote the forge to the book, and you'll see that he didn't do this for profit whatsoever. He just wanted to tell the truth uh, and just put it out there right. and what it was. And he totally, again, gives you a whole different slant of what the whole Secret Service you know, were about and what the demeanor where they were. You, you know, you just said that he just wanted the truth to get out, right? And he just wanted to get what he what he experienced himself. He wanted to tell his story and uh, his what the events that he saw. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. he he had basically it was it seemed like uh, the little details that he remembered all the way. Uh, it was very much almost like a photographic type of memory. And so, but also, I mean, there is just so many impacts mm-hmm. here. He he sees no uh, Secret Service agent. He and also I asked Dr. Robert McClellan. Uh, uh, he was also holding the forceps on the throat. He was then looking into the big wound. Uh, asked him afterwards because he was right in the thick of it. I said, did you ever see a Secret Service agent with their jacket off, white shirt, and gun holster exposed? And he said, no, I never did. And so it's basically, again, uh, if, if Clint Hill – took off his jacket mm-hmm. and put on this bloody type of person and then put, a, put it back on him, then he would also have had blood all over his shirt. He would have had it all over his hands. <clears throat> he would have been covered in blood because the blood the person was bleeding profusely, that victim. And yes. so also then asking Reich and, uh, 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 and McClellan, did you see anybody, uh, a Secret Service with blood on their hands, blood on their shirt, uh, anything of blood whatsoever? No, all the Secret Service were clean. Uh, and they never saw any blood. Uh, and uh, they always saw the Secret Service with their jackets on and never with their jackets all, on. All right, now let me ask you and, this. And the, and the only time this. they let ever saw it, only, only time there's ever been anyone photographed what? Secret Service with their mm-hmm. jacket off is when they were scrubbing down. Let me ask, let me ask you this. Did you talk to the U.S. Secret Service? I would love to talk to them. I would love to ask did you, them. Did, really did you, ask them did, you did you try? Realize, did you try to approach them to get their side of the story, or is the story without their input? Uh, so far, I've not. I, I again, I made an attempt about three years ago to try because I knew that Clint Hill uh, was doing some work with National Geographic. Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Missouri. I had a, some contacts there. I tried to make some contacts, and basically, 
they only give very controlled and contrived type of interviews. Now, they will not do it with a, just an open journalist. Come in, talk to them, that type of thing. You, the same thing with like uh, Marina Oswald. She yeah. charged fifteen thousand dollars for an interview. I would love to sit down and talk with Marina Oswald. Right. I don't have fifteen thousand dollars. Let me ask. Let me ask you this: Did you go through any of the available archives as we did to listen to their interviews? Yes, I listened to as much of their interviews as I could. Okay. And uh, but and the main thing, what did I did you hear? To do, did you hear? Rather, the, rather, than, rather than doing that, I went to their testimonies mm-hmm. that they gave to FBI and to Warren Commission. That is far more important than what they projected on a piece of film well, 15, say. 20 years later. Well, it's you know, when now, you've, when what, you've most, got most an important agent. is what they said. What uh, the nitty gritty of the events mm-hmm. that they reported to Warren Commission uh, and also the uh, the HSCA, which was the follow up to it, what type of testimonies they gave there and to the Warren Commission and to the FBI. What they project on film, that, that any again, that could also be a tremendous act. And if you want to get oh, pulled into all Brian. that act, come go on. ahead. Come on, now, not everything down. in life is a conspiracy. Then when, when is the last time that you have also sat down, and that's where I say sit down and read their, their FBI testimony and their Warren Commission testimony. I mean, that takes President hours. Kennedy, President Kennedy died in 1963, for goodness sake. Are we going to keep on bringing up all the past? Like, these guys have lived a life of hell after that, for God. Sake. In fact, here, here's an email that I received uh, just a few minutes ago from one of our listeners. Why does every generation have to prove who killed Kennedy? French intelligence first solved the mystery in 1965. And New Orleans DA Jim Garrison interviewed every living witness he could find, including one of the sharpshooters for his grand jury investigation. He concluded the conspiracy originated at the highest levels of government, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The House Committee on the Assassination proved in 1978 that Oswald didn't do it alone, and Oliver Stone had to prove it all over again in his 1992 movie. I write this about the uh, I write about this and other antics of professional criminals. Uh, blah blah blah. Okay. okay. Now, uh, can I answer that question for yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Why, why it is so important is because we had our first fake event. It was called the sinking of the Maine here for the United States uh, military. We have now had all sorts of other fake types of events, uh, created types of events. We also had where our Treasury Department no longer printed money. It went to a private bank called the Federal Reserve. We had Pearl Harbor, which was basically just a, basically a setup, the whole thing. We have had so many things that have been set up all the way through our history. And now we also have 9-11, the same thing. That okay. Possibly a demolition. Stand by. Now, you and I have to take our final break. We'll be right back, Exxon Nation. This is the Exxon. Send me your emails, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue with Brian David Anderson, www.mygodiamhit.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. 
But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. And uh, Brian, before we went to the commercial break, I'm sorry I had to break you off there, pal, but uh, we were talking, I asked you, you know, why did, why do we need to continue this, uh, you know, this, this investigation, this controversy? Because again, we also now have a whole series of events that started in 1890 and now we're going to 2000 and now to 2010. When you put the JFK and you put it in perspective, that little that event occurs in between the Maine and uh, 9/11, uh, New York, and other events, Iraq, uh, Afghanistan, all sorts of things. And when you start pulling that tapestry, when you pull that apart, what I believe will happen is it will go both ways. Then people will go, "Oh, wait a minute, well, this was totally fake. This is ridiculous." And then it goes both ways and saying, "Okay, well, wait a minute. What about the rest of our history, both before JFK and especially up until uh, 1890, and then afterwards, such as 9/11?" That's what to me is the key importance. Is it acts as a tapestry? You pull there. And you let it all go. Mm. We also now, if I could say one more thing, is if you ever have a chance, Rob, look at the interview that was done by CBS of Roy Kellerman. And it was about 1980, 1990, early 1990s or late 80s. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what it was. Go look at that interview that they did of Roy Kellerman. That man, uh, uh, he is absolutely – he did not want to be there. He uh, does not come across any type of sincere. The man was hiding something. That, that interview that CBS did of him, to me, epitomizes everything about the Secret Service. And if you, if you really want to insight Al Reich's book and see that interview by 60 Minutes. Well, you, you know what? Hold, all this teary-eyed and cry You know what, stuff. Brian, 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 I, Brian I, 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 can, I, can, I think everybody can hear your distaste for the United States Secret Service. You know, you, no, you, I, I, hold, on here, hold 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 on here, okay? 
Not everybody agrees with you that life is a conspiracy. I don't think that the United States, I don't think that 9-11 was a conspiracy at all. I believe it was a terrorist attack. I don't believe that there was explosive put in there. You know, everything to, to so many people make life want to be a conspiracy because it's sensationalistic and it certainly does get the humdrum off our boring lives. Was the main? Uh, it was the main then, as we were always ta- taught in history books. It just blew up. Now that they've already admitted with papers and come out and said that it was totally faked, and it took us nearly a hundred years for us to be told. Even when I, when we were going to school, the USS Maine was supposedly we the, we uh, that the Spanish blew it up. Hey, hey Brian, I, I hate to do, I hate to do this, Brian, but we've just run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us as thank usual. Thank you very much. Thank you. This and, has been a stimulating conversation. I hope we can cont- continue this because now it's going to make people think. Mm. and feel and go inside. Thank All right, you, Brian, you been, take care, buddy. Terrific. You take care of yourself now. Exonation, uh, Brian David Anderson, www.mygodimhit.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues. We're right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Oh, yeah, just one more thing before we go away. I think the United States Secret Service does a great job. I think that anybody who carries a badge carries a target. And you know, when push comes to shove, I'll take the word of the Secret Service over an ambulance attendant. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 